0: Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Good day, dear listeners. Thank you for tuning in once again to these meditations dealing with the book of Ruth It is good to be together, and we hope that our time will result in the glorification of God's name and the salvation of his people. In our first meditation on the book of Ruth last week, we learned about how God had demonstrated his mercy to an Israelite family, the family of Elimelech and his wife Naomi. We learned how he had done so by opening a way for Naomi to return to the promised land. We also saw how in addition to preserving her life, God had provided her with a reason for hope. Because the Lord God, he had not sent Naomi back to the land of Israel alone. No, he'd worked in the heart of Ruth, Naomi's daughter-in-law. And he had moved her to love Naomi with a deep and an abiding love. So great was that love that Ruth turned her back on her own land and her own people. And she returned to Israel with her mother-in-law who came back to live in her hometown of Bethlehem. What we learn as we continue to read through the book of Ruth, however, is that God's plan for Naomi involved more than just preserving her life and providing her with a companion. No, God had something bigger in mind for Naomi. He intended to change Naomi's heart. You see, when Naomi arrived back in Bethlehem, she wasn't the same woman who had left all those years ago. When she departed, she'd been a relatively young woman, a woman with a husband and sons and hope for a future. But when Naomi returned, she was older. She was a widow. She was a woman without kinfolk and without anything of a hope for the future. More than that, Naomi was a woman who had been deeply embittered by her losses. When she arrives back in Bethlehem, She is angry and she is despondent. So angry and despondent that she informed the women who welcomed her back to Bethlehem that they were in fact conversing with a dead woman. The woman you once knew has died, she says. Naomi is no more. Now only Mara remains. Call me Mara, she demands, for Mara means bitter, and that is precisely what Naomi was. But the Lord God, who had preserved Naomi and Moab and who had guided her back to the land of Canaan, he had no intention of leaving Naomi in this embittered state. His plan was to renew her hope and in so doing to turn her heart back towards him. And as we read through this story, we realize that the way that he will effect this transformation Is by love. He will love Naomi, and so he will soften and renew her heart so that she can learn to love again. And the Lord demonstrates his love for Naomi through two particular people. First, he does so through the love of her daughter in law, Ruth, and then through the love of a distant relative named Boaz. Boaz, who was a wealthy farmer, who lived in the city of Bethlehem, Naomi's hometown. Ruth and Boaz will become God's agents, so to speak. They will be the tools that he uses to show his fatherly care and affection to his wounded and heartbroken child. Now, to appreciate the role that Boaz and Ruth play in Naomi's life, we need to understand that they become examples of a very particular kind of love, They become examples of what the Bible identifies as Hesed love. Chesed is a Hebrew term that appears a number of times in the book of Ruth. Most English translations have decided to translate that term as kindness. But kindness doesn't really capture the full scope of what's being communicated here. Chesed love speaks of something beyond mere affection or goodwill. What's being conveyed here is the idea of an enduring and devotional love. If we had to try to nail it down and, and to be concise, we could say this, that Hassid love is loyal love. Sometimes it's easier to understand an idea or a concept like this if we think about it in terms of its opposite. From this perspective, the antonym or the opposite of Hasid love is Betrayal that is a breaking of faith which results in the severing of ties by contrast however hasid love is the kind of love that focuses on maintaining and on preserving relationships and because it's rooted in loyalty and devotion hasid love is by its very nature a love that expresses itself in action We're talking about something more than sentiment here, something more than just sentimentality. This kind of love, it expresses itself in deeds as well as words. And that's what occurs as this short story unfolds. We watch as Ruth, at great expense and risk to herself, sets about caring for the needs of herself and her mother-in-law. She decides that she will go out and She will glean in the barley fields that surrounded the villages in Bethlehem in an effort to provide enough food for her and Naomi to live on. And we learn that guided by God's gracious hand, she was directed to to glean, that is, to gather fallen sheaves of, of grain, be it wheat or barley. She's moved to glean in the field of a local farmer named Boaz, who it turns out was one of Naomi's relatives. And we're told that that Ruth's willingness to care for her mother-in-law, as well as her diligent hard work in the fields, this was something that Boaz sees and takes note of. He could see that Ruth was willing to do whatever it took to provide for their needs. And he responds to her display of chesed love by taking steps to ensure that Ruth is safe as she works in the field, that her virtue is protected, And that she and Naomi are provided with all of the food that they would need. And what's remarkable is that the impact that these displays of love have, they have a remarkable impact on Naomi and her heart. We're told at the end of chapter 2, that having experienced the chesed love of Ruth and Boaz, that Naomi's heart begins to warm. It begins to soften. She's starting to see that that God's love for her hasn't vanished, and that despite everything she's endured and all the suffering that's befallen her, he was still caring for her and working to her good. And so in chapter 2, verse 20, she pronounces a blessing on Boaz with these words, "...may he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead." The point of all of this is to say that Ruth and Boaz lived a life of Hesed love. They were loyal to Naomi and to the family of Elimelech, and they did everything they could to preserve those relationships. And they showed their love not just in words, but also in deeds. And witnessing that love, it began to change Naomi's heart. And that's what we need to see here, dear listener. We need to see that Hesed love changes hearts. Nothing has changed since the days of Ruth. And that's because God doesn't change. No, God continues to display this Hesed love today, though today He demonstrates that love not through Boaz and Ruth directly, but through His only Son, Jesus Christ. We need to understand that Jesus Christ is God's expression of Hesed love to the world. Jesus is living evidence of God's desire to maintain the relationships that he has with us. And even though we've broken that relationship by falling into sin and rebelling against him, God continues to love us so much that he sent his only son into the world that by means of his suffering and death, that broken relationship could be repaired. Naomi's heart was changed. Her love for God was renewed And all of that happened when she saw through the actions of Ruth and Boaz clear evidence that God continued to love her and desired to have a relationship with her. How much more should we not be moved to conclude that God continues to love us and that he desires to have a relationship with us when we meditate on everything that he's done for us in Jesus Christ? May it be the case that the Hessid love of God shown so clearly in Christ moves you to seek him in repentance and trust this day. Thank you for listening, and please tune in again next week as we continue this series of meditations on the book of Ruth.